Welcome to Beyond Grit, the podcast that seeks to create and foster a community of people who want to learn, develop, and employ the 10 powerful practices to gain a high-performance edge. Whether you're an athlete, a parent, a coach, or just someone looking to improve yourself, the Beyond Grit podcast shows you step-by-step how to reach your peak potential. The Beyond Grit podcast is based on the book Beyond Grit, written by Sandra Kampoff, PhD, founder, and CEO of Mentally Strong Consulting, and a professor at Minnesota State University, Mankato. Sindra, a keynote speaker and entrepreneur, is also a certified mental performance coach for professional athletes, executives, and championship teams from around the nation, including the NFL's Minnesota Vikings. Sindra's co-host is Tim McNiff, Emmy Award-winning news and sports journalist, strategic communications consultant, and storyteller for the National Sports Center. This is the Beyond Grit Podcast. Welcome to the Beyond Grit Podcast, episode 33. I'm Tim McNiff, alongside PhD Cinder Kampoff, certified mental performance coach, keynote speaker, esteemed professor at Minnesota State University of Mankato, and founder and CEO of Mentally Strong Consulting, which provides keynotes and trainings to business and sports teams seeking to help you, your staff, and your athletes gain the high performance edge. You can contact Cinder via email, Cinder at cindercampoff.com. Welcome, Dr. Kampoff. Oh, it's so great to be here with you, Tim, every week. I'm so grateful. I am too. This is absolutely fabulous stuff. Uh, We are still, if you're coming at you, you're consuming this uh, content. We are still in the midst of a pandemic. We're in the aftermath and the kind of the learning process, the next phase following the, uh, the untimely death of George Floyd. It has been an amazing journey, and we have reached podcast number 30 three of 52 scheduled, the podcast process as we know it, the 10 practices outlined in the book, Beyond Grit, 52 chapters, 10 practices, and we are in practice number seven, and that is choose empowering emotions. Because the world's best thrive, because they regularly experience positive emotions. They know that when people experience three positive emotions for every one negative emotion, they flourish. Before we move into chapter 33, we always look in the rearview mirror. That means taking a look back at chapter 32, which was choose positivity. And you did assign homework, as you always do. At the end of the day, we were to kind of take a look and see, did we get to the three to one ratio of positive to negative emotions? What can we do to improve our focus? And how do we work to shift our focus? You know, when you and I talk about this, and you've used the phrase many times, You can't take a day off when it comes to training the brain. Um, So is that something you consciously, will you consciously think about that at the end of the day? Did I get to three to one? I mean, you have so many things to think about here. It's sort of a little bit overwhelming to the rookie like me. (laughs) It can seem overwhelming. I think um, if, if, if empowering emotions is something that you want to feel more often, this is a great check-in uh, because really what we talked about last time is what the research shows is a woman named Barbara Fredrickson, that you flourish when you have three empowering emotions to everyone disempowering emotion. So Tim, before um, we got on today, I've been writing this morning and I was writing a little bit more about how this concept relates to businesses Actually, in businesses and management teams, the ratio is five to one. And in marriages, the ratio is five to one. 
<laughs> so, and like what the, what the research on marriages shows, it's by a guy named John Gottman, is that um, the percentage of negative to positive uh, or the positivity percentage of divorce marriages is 41%. So that means like uh, you have more negativity than positivity. So what we're talking about relates to our sport performance, our performance at our job, our leadership, our marriage, our own happiness. Life. Life. <laughs> All areas yeah. of life. <laughs> life. Yep. And, and it's a choice. And that's what I love about this, where you're getting now with this, this practice. We went through so many other things uh, in the past, and now it's, it's really you're, you're telling people, this is up to you. It's work, but ultimately you get to decide. You get to determine. How many times in life do we really get that? We, we were dictated to ourselves so many things we have to do. You have to be to work by eight, or you have to do this, or you have to do that. Here you're telling people, this is really on you. You know, you, there's a lot of things that are going to happen to you, but at the end of the day, you are responsible and you can dictate this. Am I right? Yes. And I would generally say that like the best way that you can choose empowering emotions. And today what we're talking about is choosing confidence is to really remember that your focus determines how you feel. So what you're paying attention to determines how you feel, right? So I think right now there's, there's a lot of times where we can look at all the bad is in the world and we can look at all the things that are going wrong, but we can also look at the things that are going right. And that determines how we feel. Well, before we move on, I just want to say, since you mentioned those statistics about the marriage, uh, yeah. tomorrow I'm going to celebrate my 33rd wedding anniversary. So I've, ne awesome. I've never thought about, you know, um, positive to negative in terms of a ratio. But I, what I thought about when you said that was, you know, I, I still find my wife is the most unintentionally funny person I've ever met in my life. That's I awesome. I get such a kick out of her that I don't think I have to really work at it sometimes, right? I mean, right. obviously, I mean, she left her work today. I'm telling you, she was not happy with me. We're not going to go into it. <laughs> I've got some fence mending to do. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so, I mean, you know, I think in the end of the day it, that this is interesting all to think about it. And we're getting this 33rd chapter. We're going from choose positivity to choose confidence. And you always start out every chapter with a little anecdote, a little story. And you start yes. talking about the WNBA finals, and I like how many times, I mean, sports is a thing for you, and I like how many times you use sports. And I think like, oh, I know where she's going with this. I know where she's going with this. And all of a sudden, you introduced the late Steve Jobs from yeah. Apple, and I did not see that coming. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, I wanted to let you know that it's Dan and I's 21st year anniversary today. So oh, you're kidding. Today, I know. And I'm like, how can I be that old that I've been married 21 years? <laughs> I feel like I'm still 21. But anyway, so uh, side note. So the story that I talk about is when um, the Cleveland Cavaliers were playing the Golden State Warriors in the 2016 NBA Finals. And uh, really, the it really seemed that the Warriors were going to win. And so... LeBron James really, I think he's one of the best players to ever play the game, really took a step back and, and stepped up his mental preparation. And he watched like Muhammad Ali fights and, you know, just kind of watching his grit. And, uh, and then all together as a team, they watched Steve Jobs' commencement speech at Stanford. 
So if you haven't watched this commencement speech, it's amazing. And there's a couple of things that actually helped them win the next game. So uh, one of the things that, that helped them was um, uh, one, well, Kevin Love actually wrote on his, on, and you, you, there's pictures of this, you can find it. He wrote it on his shoes, stay hungry, stay foolish. So that's one of like Steve Jobs' uh, mottos, just to kind of stay excited about it. And stay foolish, meaning like, know that you can always grow and learn. And then there was something else that really stood out to them that Jobs said, and it's like, you can't connect the dots looking forward, you can only connect them looking backwards. So you have to trust the dots will somehow connect to your future. So do, I kind of think of that as like, you know, um, that all things happen for a reason, you don't understand it until you look backwards. But you know, the whole point is, is they had to have confidence in themselves. If they, if they wouldn't have stepped back and like think about what's gonna help them, like win this next game, they would have never won the championship. And they had to have confidence in themselves and in their team to be able to perform and realize that they could rebound from a deficit. Yeah, you know, I think back in, in um, to circumstances, first in sports and then later in life, and, and maybe, you know, you, you were going well in sports and all of a sudden you're not. And then you notice that guys like who also want your job are suddenly being a little bit more cocky around you. And, you know, people are, there's like blood in the water. And, you yeah. know, you really have to step up. And it's the same thing professionally. You know, if you have a bad, uh, you know, experience at work or whatever like that is, are you going to let that define you or is that going to become the new norm? And sometimes that does happen for people. Or are you going to find a way out? And in this case, you know, you give us an example of the Cavaliers and LeBron James finding, looking for that edge, finding it and, and having it work for them. So, um, and I think what you get to in the chapter, and we'll get to that too, is that, so, so the chapter goes on and you give, and there's also a, a wonderful quote in here from Norman Vincent Peale that I've got to put up somewhere because I just, I love that, uh, the quote you put in there about, they don't think less of themselves. They just think about themselves less, you know, uh, you know, I, okay, that's, that's genius, but you're getting through all this and I could see a cynic saying, yeah, okay, you're saying all this stuff about confidence, but how do you really get it? You mean, and then I was like, oh, you're Cinder Camp off you've got an equation. <laughs> yeah. So we're trying to keep it practical, right? So That's right. Really what confidence is, is like our trust and, and our ability to be successful. And I think sometimes people like think that um, arrogance is confidence, but actually arrogance isn't. You know, when I think about a mentally tough person, they have inner arrogance. Like they don't need to shout on the top of the rooftops how awesome they are but they know inside that they can reach their potential and they see their value and their worth. And the amazing thing about this, Tim, is like confidence is a decision. It's something that we can nurture and it is essential to our performance. Uh, one of the top predictors of our performance is this idea of like believing in ourselves. And again, it's not, it's not you know, confident people don't brag. They don't, they don't need to shout how awesome they are, but they know in their heart they uh, believe in themselves. I think of you know a couple of examples would be like uh, Barry Sanders. Every time he scored a touchdown, no celebration, no spiking the football. He would just hand the football to the referee. You never knew he had just done something. Or else, uh, look at Warren Buffett. You know, modest in the car he drives and the way he dresses and lives and all the rest of it. Yet, uh, you know, here's a guy who has just done as well as anybody ever has in business. So I think there's something beauty, uh, beautiful in that ability to stay within yourself. And yet you're trying to, all of us, 
trying to find that what is the formula, what is the equation that can help us be confident. And your equation is thoughts plus focus plus actions equals confidence. And you follow that by saying it requires constant nurturing. And then you get into the whole toolkit, which is what I love about you and your book. How do you, how does one develop confidence? And you created 10 essential decisions that a person can make. So there's 10 things, and we do have a limited amount of time here, but what I'd like to do is something different than we've done before. I would like to take each of your 10 essential decisions, I'd like to read them, and there's more to each one of these, but I just want, if you would just give us like one thought where you were going with that, okay. like a reaction, maybe a gut reaction to when I say these things. Are you ready? Okay. Yeah, let's go. I'm putting you on the spot here, Camp Off. I got it. All right, here we go. These are the 10 essential decisions one can make. And number one is make a choice to be confident. At the heart of confidence is your decision to be confident and you can act independent of how you feel. So just because you don't feel confident doesn't mean that you can't act confidently. Remind yourself of your accomplishments. So one of the most powerful sources of confidence is reminding yourself that you have accomplished things in the past. That's tangible evidence that you've done it and you can do it again. So intentionally think about maybe the big things, the small things that you've done in the past to help build your confidence. Number three, make a decision to be fully prepared. So preparation is the second most powerful way to be confident and uh, being fully prepared for something, thinking about if, if this happens, then I will, will help you um, be prepared and, and also intentionally remind yourself that you've put the hard work in already. That, that one to me is, is so critical, but they're, they're all good. Number four, be your own best friend. So self-talk is essential to build your confidence, and uh, we don't typically talk to ourselves like our best friend would. So use that as a gauge. What would your best friend say to yourself? And things like, I will, I can, I am, are way better than I won't, I can't, I'm not. Number five, change your body language. This is based on Amy Cuddy's research about body language. She has a great TED Talk you can listen to in a book called Presence. And what this shows is that if you stand in a power pose for two minutes, there's actually chemical changes in your brain that helps you improve performance. So Superman or woman pose might be one example of changing your body language. And if you can do that, you'll get to number six, put on your confidence armor. So think of feedback like a text message for what it says, not what the intention or what you know my, people might say in terms of their emotions or how they're saying it. But we really do need to have our armor around us. Don't take things personally and remember that people do things because of them, not you. This next one I had to reread a couple times. Number seven, let go of mistakes and the past. So coming up in a, in a few episodes, we're gonna talk about this idea of learn, burn, return. This is the way I would tell you how to let go of a mistake. But what this means is you need to think objectively about the mistake. Think about what did you learn and then burn it, let it go. And make sure you return confidently with positive self-talk and, and body language. 
The point is, 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 is you need to move on quickly from a mistake to protect your confidence. Number eight, use imagery daily. So we know that top performers imagine success either in the past or in the future. And you could do that every single day using a highlight reel, or maybe you think of three times you've been successful in the past, the time you want to be successful in the future to build your confidence. Surround yourself with success. I love this quote by Jim Rohn. He says, you are the average of the five people that you spend time with. <laughs> so make sure you're surrounding yourself with people who are building your confidence, who bring out the best in you instead of tearing you down or pushing you down and your dreams, like disregarding your dreams. And another thing I love about you, you always build on things, things that you reveal to us one week, all of a sudden come back in a practical sense the next. And here it is with number 10. Finish your day with confidence and you bring back the three to one ratio. Ah, so at the end of your day, think about what are three things that went great and one thing that you learned. Um, and the importance of that is that your brain is here to keep you safe. It's going to remind you of the things that went wrong. So instead, intentionally think about things that went great to help you build your confidence. And, you know, the thought is confidence is a choice to make daily. And I just want to, for my, whatever reason, I just feel it's important to say, you don't ever say that it's easy. No. You're telling people how to do these things. You're giving them a process. You give them, you know, a thought and then a process, the practical side of it. But you never say it's like magic formula in the sense that just do this and everything will be great. It's, you're not promising anybody anything. There's always work to be done. There's work to be done every day. And I think because our brain is wired for negativity and a disbelief, right? And we can hang on to these things that people have said to us. Um, today, I was doing this presentation with uh, financial advisors and I asked like, what are, what's, the, what's the thing that gets in the way of you building your confidence? And one person said, well, it's you know, uh, what the other people have told me. Um, if, if it's constant rejection or mistakes. So the point is, is that none of this is easy. It takes really daily intention and effort, but you can do it. And when you do it, it's an incredible difference that helps you really follow your dreams and helps you be your best self and reach your potential. And it's one of those things that people feel it. They can sense it. They can smell it. I think confidence is really important because I think about leaders that I know who don't appear confident and then they have a little bit more difficult time gaining rapport or lead their team. And so it is a really essential component to continue to develop in yourself, but not arrogance, right? That's a false confidence. Yeah. And you get sort of the whole thing. I mean, you mentioned him earlier, you know, Muhammad Ali and he was so brash, you know, early in his career and, and, he was extremely confident, but part of that was he was selling. You know, he, there, there was a, a showmanship to what he was trying to do. He was trying to make money, and that was part of his – it was an act, is what I'm saying. I mean, he had his dark moments and his moments of, how do I go against a younger, bigger, stronger guy like George Foreman? And then he had a plan. So it's, it's nothing like this comes just like falls out of the sky to everybody. I mean, we're all younger, stronger, faster at some point in our life. As we're not, no longer that, how do you maintain that confidence? Yes. Yeah. Super good. Homework for this week. Homework for this week is for you to remind yourself that confidence is a daily decision. And I'm going to encourage you at the end of your day 
to use the three to one ratio. What are three things that went great? One thing that you learned. So not beating yourself up, but it's just one, one thing that you learned and that's gonna help you continue to improve your confidence. So you could write it down or just in your mind, think of three things that went great. And I think to reinforce your homework and, and what you're saying, you, you also have a, a, a powerful thought in there, just a minor little piece in, in that chapter, but you have Mia Hamm who scored goals like nobody else, you know, in women's soccer yeah. saying, I just don't think people understand that, that confidence is a daily process. And, and I'm just like, man, she made it look so easy. You know, she made it look yeah. like she always was confident out there, but even she's telling you, yeah, it's not that easy. Yeah. And then I think she said something like, you know, if Michael Jordan said that um, he didn't lack confidence at some point, he'd be lying. Right. He was just pretty selective on who he, who he said that to. And I, th I think it's powerful, too, because it's one of the best soccer players to ever play the game saying, yeah, there were times I didn't feel confident, but I still I still could act confidently. I could still play good, even if I didn't feel perfectly confident that day. Would you please share with us the high performance power phrase? I choose confidence. I choose to believe and trust in my ability. I constantly nurture my confidence to be at my best for myself and my team. And you can, you can slash that to myself and my family, myself and my work family. You know, it's, it fits all over the place. Uh, gritty person of the week. So this is my gritty person of the week. Um, I have been loving following Emmanuel Ocho on social media, and he has these great little videos that he's been doing. Um, they are called Uncomfortable Conversations with, with a Black Man. And this week, I watched the one with Chip Gaines and Joanna Gaines, where they uh, really, with all of their family, they have five little kids. And they had, they brought them all together with Emmanuel and had an uncomfortable conversation. And they asked him questions such as, um, you know, we think that our kids are colorblind. Is that a good thing or not? And then Emmanuel talks about his perspective on why we need to see color. So I'd encourage everyone to go out there and watch that. I think that was really gritty for both of them. Emmanuel for putting this out there and, uh, and having courageous conversations, but also for Chip Gaines to see Emmanuel's previous episodes and reach out and put himself out there to have this like uncomfortable conversation with his family, his young kids, and as a white person. Uh, so uh, hats off to them. They're my gritty people of the week. I love it. Um, I'm gonna go somewhat down that same lane. Uh, there's so much happening in the country right now and um, the, the cross-section, the intersection of the pandemic with what's happening in the aftermath of the, the, the George Floyd situation and this sort of social upheaval. And there's so much work being done in trying to get professional sports back and, and, and operating again. And I thought some of the interesting voices out there, one of them being uh, NBA basketball star Kyrie Irving. And he, I don't know, forgive my ignorance, I don't know if he's made a decision on this yet or not. But as they're discussing playing the NBA down there in, in, in Disney World, he's saying, I don't know if this is the time to be playing basketball. I think we're going to lose our focus. We need to stay focused on what's happening here right now and gaining, you know, our rights. And if we start to, to go back and play sports and basketball again, will we be giving enough attention to this movement? He may have made his commitment on this, and I'm not saying he hasn't because I just I don't know. What I do know is that a former member of the Minnesota Lynx by the name of Renee Montgomery, who now plays for the Atlanta Dream or should be playing for the Atlanta Dream, 
has said no to their truncated season. And she is sure that she needs to be focused on this moment and making sure that she advances her people. And that does not include playing basketball. And, and then I, in, uh, thinking about this, I go back to, you want gritty? Maya Moore, who is the Michael Jordan of women's basketball, was absolutely at the top of her game in her career when she walked away to join the, uh, the, the project for, for people who've been wrongly incarcerated and, and was dedicating herself to getting one man out of prison. And um, I know that his decision has been reversed one time. I think it's back on appeal again. I'm not sure that he's actually out. Um, but um, to, to walk away from not only your profession, but something that you love and you're so good at, to, to put yourself the, the bigger picture, I mean, you know, the, the whole uh, in front, I think is such a noble thing to do. And I just admire all three of those people. So I guess I'd make all three of them my gritty people of the week, if you're cool with that. Yeah, sounds awesome. Well, that's it. We're going to put a wrap on this one. There was a lot. There uh, was a lot. Yes. I always think that every chapter, oh, there's so much in this chapter. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think this chapter, as I was kind of reflecting on it at the end, you know, a lot of people will, when I ask them, like, what's one thing you can improve on your team? If it's an athletic team or a, you know, particularly an athletic team, guess what? The number one thing is always confidence. So I think what we talked about today is super practical things that people can use. And, um, oh, I also wanted to say that people can download a PDF of the 10 Decisions to be Confident. Okay. It's website, um, beyondgrit.com slash bonus. So beyondgrit.com slash bonus. And today in this like online presentation, I was doing this virtual presentation, several people said they were just going to print it out and put it up in their office or where they work out. Just because it's really, the it's 10 practical ways to improve your confidence. So you could just check in. And if you're feeling that you're lacking confidence, okay, let's pick one and use that today to feel more confident and be more confident. Fantastic. I love it. That could be something we could put on our grid board. You could totally put the 10 decisions on your grid board. All right. Would you do me a favor? Would you read the, uh, would you read us out today? I will. Thank you so much for joining us. The Beyond Grit podcast seeks to help you reach your peak potential. Check out this and other great content at the NSC blog page, Beyond the Bench, where you can leave us a comment or question. You can also find the Beyond Grit podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, where we would love for you to rate and review us. We will make sure to read your rating and review next week. And so for Tim McNiff... This is Dr. Cinder Kampoff, and thank you so much for joining us. Until next time. Stay pretty. Thank you for engaging with the Beyond Grit podcast, where we help you reach your peak potential. You can find past episodes and other great content on the NSC blog page, Beyond the Bench, where you can also post your questions and comments. The Beyond Grit podcast is a production of the National Sports Center and Beyond the Bench.